0: Great job. Great clapping, everyone. <laughs> round of round of applause for us. <sighs> so what's up?
1: What's up? Well, you know.
0: <laughs> you know, I I, well... I, I I I sorry to talk over you immediately after to ask that question Blair, but like I've been having this thought a lot lately where um I literally don't know another po- I listen to so many podcasts and literally none of them have a regular cold open. <laughs> and I knew, I, and I, I, I am in, and yet I am so stubborn about not removing this, the, the regular cold <laughs> open from this podcast <laughs> because addictive. I like the vibe that it gives.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, it is nice to have like a conversation to start this <laughs> off, especially because for me personally, um, uh, when I was regularly doing the show and the, da- the dalliances I have with it now. Um, it is always nice to just like kind of catch up with people who I don't necessarily consider close friends, but would consider myself at least friendly with, or if not friends, but never actually get the opportunity to talk to pretty <laughs> regularly. Cause we just like have like, uh, interests that don't line up or like, mm-hmm. at, like social circles we're closer to or whatever. Um, right. so I, 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 enjoy people. <laughs> I enjoy the company that we have, um, on the show, uh, pretty much unilaterally. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's nice so. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to chat. It is nice to just have a little conversation. Um, <laughs> one of uh, one of our friend, one of mine in summer's friends, I, I actually don't. You might you might know her also, uh, Elizabeth Leaf Crunch. Uh, uh, yes, oh, yes. Has a has a little server that is just dedicated to like b- basically it's like the virtual equivalent of just being in a coffee shop. You can join a couple of different voice channels for that are like that are representative of different tables and just like like leave you like just you know with some ambiance and you're doing some work and stuff and it's just really it's just I, I haven't actually had the chance to dip in myself but the concert is just so delightful so that sweet. sounds tremendous oh my
1: god <laughs> yeah uh,
0: Elizabeth I, I, Elizabeth is just one of my favorite people just
1: that is <sighs> that is so galaxy brain and so like in a positive way I mean yeah so like sweet also it is <laughs>
0: We love Elizabeth here. That's
2: Elizabeth. Perfect description.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice <laughs> galaxy
2: brain sweet. <suite.
1: laughs> so here's the energy. So I have not been on the show since October. That's correct. Uh, I, the energy I'm coming into it with is that I was super exhausted all day. So I bought a medium coffee at 2.30 mm-hmm. I finished it at 4. So I was super over caffeinated. Um, so I overcorrected and then I came home and smoked weed so let's hope I didn't overcorrect in the opposite direction <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I, God, I, I just for-
2: finished recording a different podcast this morning and then I went for a walk and now I'm like sort of recalibrating for um, uh, Mr. Knight Shyamalan <laughs> <Other> Mr., <defense. laughs>
0: I, thought, I, I really thought you were just talking oh, about podcast like brain. <laughs> I, I forgot the director of this movie and I thought you were just talking like referring to the evening as Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Knight <laughs> Like, well, it's about, to, it's about to be like 6 p.m. here, so I'm really getting ready for Mr. Knight. Got
2: my slippies on, a nice cup of chamomile tea, Mr. Knight's on his way in.
0: <laughs> Got a nice appointment with Mr. Knight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they call him Mr. Nice. Ooh. That's nothing. That's That's nothing. I appreciate the courtesy giggle, but that's... <laughs>
1: Oh man, well, let's get into
0: it, huh? Yeah. everyone it's your number one it's your number one Mel Gibson podcast no it's your number Mel Gibson one Gibson fan cast no it's your number one it's your number one uh junior slump or come back of the year uh, podcast I'm Sarah <laughs> hi. I'm, I'm joined I'm joined by regular regular re- regularly returning co-host Blair hi and okay. uh, I summer is this your first time on the pod it is, yes. First first time guest of the pod summer. And before I let you introduce yourself, Summer, I would just like to say to everyone, welcome to March Night Shyamalan. The the Pretty good. The first annual
1: question mark <laughs> that is a promise you are making to yourself yeah mind. no i'm i'm
0: 100 I, like I don't, if, I don't know if i don't know if i don't know if mr Shyamalan's or like film oeuvre is like deep enough to like do uh, do this regularly because like i think he has he's got like eight or nine movies i think you're
1: gonna have to go into like reviewing commentary tracks Direct yeah cuts, i'm out to start with reviewing movies
0: that are not like that aren't even like horror movies like we're gonna have to do the last airbender on here at some point and hey uh-huh. perfect uh-huh. perfect time for summer to come back yeah uh-huh. true <laughs> uh so- sorry summer that i talked over summer please introduce yourself
2: hi i'm summer <laughs> what else should i say about myself oh uh, what's, your, what's well, your background
0: with horror movies if you have a favorite yeah. subgenre oh, yeah. of horror movie
2: Absolutely. Um, so I just want to say, like, this is the first time I've seen this particular movie since I was literally eight years old. Um, uh-huh. And then that's yeah. the last time I watched horror movies for a very, very long time. So, so,
0: so you and Friend of the Pod, Brooks, were both scared off of horror movies Absolutely. forever by this movie? Yes. You, saw, you saw that funny man in an alien costume at the birthday party and you're like, okay, exactly. that's enough movie for me. Yep.
2: Precisely. <laughs> Um, but I've spent the, like, majority of quarantine just, like, building up my tolerance to horror movies again. And I was, like, so excited to just use this as, like, a test. Like, this will be the ultimate, like, if I can get through this movie, I can do anything. And <laughs> how'd it go? A... <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: I had to, I did have to watch it, like, high as hell. Uh, I had <laughs> Gangnam Style playing on the feet, like, 5% volume. <laughs> and uh, I, did, I just had to convince awesome. myself
1: that aliens were just gay. And then it was fine with that in mind (laughs) that is tremendous um i am so curious what movies have you been watching
2: Oh my gosh! Everything. I had a lot of catching up to do, but yes. I haven't. Yeah, I still haven't really go, uh, gotten to like some of the more modern ones. But we started watching just like all the Alien movies. Just, oh uh, yeah. wow! Watch. Wow!
0: I'm 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 genuinely surprised to hear that like you you got through Aliens and then you had to and like um Aliens was like a stepping stone to get to this <laughs> like like Alien Alien One is a movie that still scares me like when I watch it even though I've seen it like a good handful of times now that movie still gets gets under my skin and <laughs> this one was just like one one of the funniest movies i've seen for this that's, podcast.
2: that's exactly what i found when i watched it and i felt so foolish <laughs> <laughs>
0: for, you, you felt so foolish for gangnam styling on it
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was a relief though just yeah like watching it yeah. and realizing oh i think i actually like this movie like in a weird non-horror way
0: <laughs> yeah this this one's a strange one, so we, we can we can just get we can just like dive right into it. Um, yeah. So we we watched Signs for the first for the first film of March Night Shyamalan, uh, the mm-hmm. 2002 uh, follow up to Unbreakable. Uh, so he, he he was was his directorial debut Six Sense. I think. Ooh, so. Ooh, that is a great question. Not a que-
1: question I know the answer to. Yeah. Let's I'm just guessing. let's just figure this one out real quick. Uh... Yes. <laughs>
0: Um, everyone pulls up Wikipedia real quick. You know, <laughs> oh, uh, he he directed something called Wide Awake. Uh, okay, he this was his first feature horror film, or not? The Mm-mm-mm. Sixth Sense was his first feature horror film. He directed Mm-mm-mm. something called Playing Praying with Anger and uh, Wide Awake before he did The Sixth Sense. But I would uh, still call that
1: and Stuart Little.
0: He he what produced those. He where oh produced.
1: <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Who's touching this movie?" (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Um, Yes, Uh, it is. Yes, star. This movie is starring um, Mel Gibson. Shocked. When the when the <laughs> opening credits ran and I saw Mel Gibson's name, did not did not remember he was in this
0: film. The opening um, credits of this are fucking like re- it felt like the, I should hear like the the the, the like playing over it.
1: Oh, like can, the can names,
0: I, the, I, the name. Sorry, Blair, go on.
1: Oh, the the aesthetics of this film. This came out in a it po- like post nine eleven. It yes. feels like it was post- and it feels it, like it came out in nineteen eighty six. That's
0: so true. I feel um, like the whole
2: cast really took me off guard, to be honest. Yeah, I really. Like, I hey, I the I, sunshine,
0: I, I knew Mel Gibson was in it. I was not expecting. I, I Joaquin Phoenix took me off guard, and I didn't even recognize him for the first twenty minutes. I thought it was yes. some Ben Shapiro lookalike. <laughs> really, um, <laughs> <laughs> my
1: first I, impression was like. Joaquin Phoenix has not fucking aged a day
0: <laughs> since 2002. <laughs> maybe I just haven't. Um, I maybe I, I I don't think I've seen a movie that he's in. Actually, like I don't think I've like actually seen a feature <laughs> film starring him before this one. Like this is I a didn't. Really weird I didn't see Joker. I didn't see her. I, I I don't think I don't think that I have seen uh, a Joaquin Phoenix picture. I oh saw the God. I saw the time when he was like visibly drunk on David Letterman. <laughs>
2: What's the difference? <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the um Abigail Breslin, I was like there's like I like I if you would ask me how like the seeing Abigail's Breslin's name in these credits like really just felt like a brick to the head because I was like you were you were like two. You you were like you were baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, also, just looking at Wa- looking at Joaquin Phoenix's uh, uh uh filmography, I have seen exactly one movie that he starred in, and that movie was Brother Bear.
2: Oh, okay. He's not even in that; <laughs> yeah, he's so... his voice.
0: Yeah, just no, his no voice. no wonder you didn't recognize him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see Joker, so. Mm. Yeah,
1: neither did I, but <laughs> but I've seen his face around. Any <laughs> anywho. Um, Yes. Uh, so we, we start
0: we, we start with Hell Gibson. We see the first shot of the movie is Mr. Gibson, uh, a family portrait of Mr. Gibson uh, in a wearing a priest collar, uh, his wife and his two beautiful bouncing baby children, and he mm-hmm. sits like bolt upright in bed, and he, immediately we get like some fucking just some delightful fucking uh, uh, environmental storytelling because he walks out of the hallway and there's like. The, the like, dusty shape of a cross, on where where a cross used to be on the wall. <laughs> so on the nose.
1: It, it very is. It very is. Yes. Mm-hmm. I stand by that sentence. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it is, um... Oh, Mel Gibson, the least dad energy of perhaps any action star.
0: I think... Um, I, I, I was watching this with a bunch of friends, and, um... One of them just said that Mel Gibson is just really just some man off the street. And like, (laughs) I like the man is not an actor. Like I, I'm just like, I, there are people who I think are giant pieces of shit who I think are also like competent at acting I think Mel Gibson is both a giant piece of shit and just a fucking brick of an actor. Like the man does not know any facial expressions aside from staring dead-eyed into the middle distance.
1: Yes, <laughs> I feel
0: well, like I I'm watching putting... the. I feel like I'm watching the proto Daenerys Targaryen here.
2: While I was putting down some notes for this, Noah was just like reading. Uh, my partner Noah was just reading some like trivia off the IMDb and it's so funny that you would say that he's like the least dad actor you can think of because it says that M. M. Night Shyamalan cast him specifically because uh, he has like the most dad-like and like best domestic
1: energy of like anyone he could think of or something like
2: that which is just terribly what? ironic um,
1: I think M. Night's filmography speaks to the fact that we um do not share uh, many uh, ideas about the world
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so we meet our We meet our main characters We've got uh, Mel Gibson Who's playing a pastor Whose name I don't fucking remember uh, I think it's
1: Graham
0: Oh it is Graham You're right oh, that,
1: <laughs> I think they say his name Exactly five times Yeah
0: <laughs> uh, Joaquin Phoenix as uh, Merrill? Marriott? Meryl, yes Merrill, okay um, Abigail Breslin as little baby Bo and Rory, M- Rory McCulkin, the third uh, McCulkin to hit spit, to hit it big on screen and stage, uh, mm-hmm. uh, is also here as, uh, I forgot the kid's name also. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in enough peril. Oh, actually, actually was in a considerable amount of peril. They just didn't scream his name enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I can't. I can't wait to get to the end of this movie. this This movie is a this movie is a real slow burn. This was another one of the ones where I was, where I like I kept checking the time, and I was like, sure, there can't be more than twenty minutes left, and it was like an hour <laughs> because they get- yes. They, they get, like, right into the alien shit. Like, normally there would be, like, some, like, I feel like there would normally have been, like, some setup of, like, living a regular peaceful life, and then the yes. aliens come. But, like, it's yes. literally just off the bat, first thing. Like, the dogs are going crazy, and so they run out to the field, and they see these crop circles making the signs that were emblazoned all over the poster.
1: Yes. I I will say, yes, the pacing of this film is insane. It literally feels bizarre. like, it literally it it's literally so feels weird. like
0: the first five minutes of this movie, because like the first five minutes of the movie feel like the cold open of an episode of X-Files. Like it feels, because <laughs> like they also give us like with the fucking, like the typewriter font of like the, wherever the hell this place is, we get like a title card of that font as with like a Chiron. And I'm like, okay, so when are Mulder and Scully going to show up? This is like literally just how an episode of X-Files would start.
2: I couldn't yes. get over how quickly they just accepted that it was aliens. They just like couldn't believe it would be anything else.
0: It's like, well, they, like, accept that it's aliens, and they're like, no, 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 it's definitely not aliens. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And then, like, an hour later, they're they're like, oh, shit, we got proof. It is aliens. Oh, fuck. And now this is a slasher movie, kind of? <laughs> it,
1: it, this movie felt like, as, like, I, I don't know if M. Night Shyamalan wrote this movie, though. I assume he did. Um, uh, as, as the writing was happened, they would continuously forget, like, previous things they brought up. Um. Uh, uh, the case in point, a dead wife. We don't really experience much of dead wife until
0: like the, the last... very, very end of the movie. Right.
1: <laughs> what is the point of having a, 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 a an ex priest with a dead wife if you are not going to cash in liberally on the it's... death of this? Character that does not show up alive and once in this
0: like, movie. Like the, so true. The, the the losing my religion character is like one of my favorite archetypes in film. Like I, it is hard for me to dislike like a disillusioned pastor who is like falling out of his faith because of a tragedy or some other thing. But Mel Gibson somehow manages to fucking sell me on not enjoying that trope. <laughs> <sighs>
1: it is um, yeah I as I was watching this movie I was like Mel Gibson is a dad and then the, the, like the cop called him or called him father and I was like and a priest um, and like no like I mean <laughs> I guess I have like moral hindsight on him as a person but like um, I, 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 there, I just... There is nothing pious. He's, he does not have pious vibes.
0: He does um, not. The the extent of his pious vibes is in probably my favorite scene in the. Well, we we can get to my favorite scene in like five he, minutes. He did, he
1: did direct and produce and co write Passion of the Christ though, I guess.
0: So I don't yeah, know. but like the so the the we we Rory Culkin and uh well. Uh, abigail breslin is like constantly like oh this water is gross and contaminated we can't give it to the dog uh, the, the dog houdini and the, the dogs are houdini and isabel
1: yes they are german shepherds
0: yes uh, and isabel is the chunkiest german shepherd i've ever seen on screen and i love her <laughs> um uh, and we we they they're like oh uh the, the here the, the dog starts growling at something funky and Rory Culkin and Rory Culkin is like, well, here, Abigail, I'll feed it to him. What's up, bud? And then we cut away. And then five minutes later, that dog has a fucking grill fork in its neck because yes. it was trying to yeah. attack. It was trying to attack uh, Abigail Breslin. Yeah. Uh, just just chalked up to weird happenstance
2: so this is one of the strangest things that I noticed about this movie and I keep thinking about it I can't stop thinking about this there's like no actual visual evidence of any kind that the aliens actually are hostile we get like a little bit of something like on the radio but like the fact that the aliens never actually show themselves to be hostile. It just feels like so low stakes the whole time. And then you see the humans throughout the movie killing each other. They killed the a dog. They, they right.
0: Keep, like, doing, and the thing like, is, the thing is, that, like, the, a it's
2: thing so that's weird. Really,
0: like, this is a small nit to pick with the rest of it, with what with the rest of this movie on the table that we have to deal with. But like, these kids are really fine. Like, Rory Culkin seems extremely fine about the fact that he had to literally murder his childhood <laughs> yeah. dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like I, I, I have had to like flush my sister's fi- dead fish down the toilet, and that was that caused me more trauma than than Rory Culkin experienced from <laughs> all of these things.
1: Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I. Pff- I mean, like, much like much like the writer, I also forgot that they killed their dog. At the beginning yeah, of the movie because they do not fucking talk about it again.
0: Yeah, and we also meet Caroline, the cop, who is just like not who shows up a couple of times. Not really an important oh character, God. but she shows the first up. First
2: she, she shows up is so funny. It's she, so yeah, funny because she
0: shows up and she's like, oh, "I'm sorry, it took me so long to get here." This old, the old that this old bitch who lives in our town got. Uh, she twisted her ankle diving out of the path that's skateboarders and so she went to the local walmart and just spit on every skateboard and also i have a cold now or she had a cold i'm not entirely sure that scene felt improvised
1: yeah it absolutely did it
0: oh it
1: is the why i think it was written is because it is the least natural storytelling i've ever heard in my life (laughs) that it like uh, just like writing on the script, like, oh, this is little this'll be a fun little anecdote. I'm giving I'm giving this cop character and we're telling about the t- town. Except it's like, I, I messaged this to Sarah while I was watching this movie yesterday, but it, it, this movie feels like it was written, directed, and acted by aliens. Um <laughs> <laughs> so the, true. the way that everyone speaks, every like, single word bizarre. out of everyone's mouth
0: but, feels the kids are like. like it- it- The children Um, are like hyper intelligent and also well. Rory McCullochkin is like hyper intelligent, like six year old vibes, which is like he's very channeling uh, his brother in Richie Rich. Honestly,
1: it's it's um, but also like it's like cryptic. It's like the cryptic, eerie from the mouth of babes, hyper intelligent, like all of these things, and it's just like, uh, but every but everyone kind of talks like that. So just like. uh, in, in like in like really like direct sentences and like clunky phrasings that no human being would. A- I just like I've never. <laughs> everything is like the the tagline to them. Every sentence is the tagline to the movie. Honestly, It really does
2: feel like the vibes of the movie are what make it so effective as a horror movie, rather than just like the plot or anything actually going on.
0: I know, <laughs> right? Because like when it when it tries to like actually do horror movie things, the only thing the only things it can conjure are just like bad jump scares. Like there are. There are, like, four discrete jump scares that are just, like, a quick cut of a camera accompanied with a loud dog barking. Like, <laughs> it's... Th- this movie just feels so all over the place. Um, we... So, we get to later that night, uh, and the... Like, uh, Abigail Breslin wakes Mel, wakes Mel Gibson up, and is like, Daddy, I need some water. The water near my bed is, is is bad. And we see at this point that she's got, like, glasses of water strewn all about the house... Uh, the glasses in, in Chekhov's the
1: amount of novelty
0: glasses. They have <laughs> the, the like Chekhov's shittiest gun by far.
1: But also, who lives like that? Who do? They, did they not go to like, like? Did they not get like a a, a glassware set at their wedding or something? <laughs>
0: listen when you're a divorced dad all you have is novelty cups (laughs) or not divorced (laughs) his wife died i just kind of forgot about that (laughs) when you are a widower (laughs) when you're a widower all you all you do is collect novelty cup and lie
1: yes
0: (laughs) but so he he mel gibson like gets her a glass of water takes her to bed and uh sits on her bed and then she looks out her bedroom window and uh sees a got a fucked up guy standing on the roof It's so funny
1: It's hilarious
0: He's just standing there like a Danganronpa character And he like runs downstairs and gets Joaquin Phoenix And um, Joaquin is like okay let's go outside and scream like we're really angry And this is like the one funny scene to me in this movie from Mel Gibson (laughs) Yes Um, yeah. because Mel Gibson is like, well, I, I, I don't, I don't curse. It's unnatural so when I curse. And so they both go out screaming and Joaquin Phoenix is doing like, I'm going to fucking kill you guys. Ah, I'm so, angry! and then Mel Gibson was like, I, I'm, 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 I'm insane with anger. Uh, get over here for an ass whooping. <laughs> this scene works.
1: It works so well. It's,
0: it's the so one good. scene that Mel Gibson, it's the one time Mel Gibson t- puts on a face that is not just fucking like colon colon L.
2: This scene with Gangnam Style in the background was just really doing it for me.
0: I have to imagine. Oh, Oh, I should watch more movies with Gangnam Style in the background.
1: (laughs) I I will say, when when, um, Mel Gibson's character is supposed to be funny on purpose, it works usually. (laughs) Like... Um, but there's also lots of times where uh, the performance is funny on accident. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Um, uh, so they, they don't find the guy that's out there. He gets up on the roof and uh, gets away from them. And they're like, well, that's fucked up. And the next morning, uh, Caroline, the cop, is there. And she's doing like... This is a really... This is a really nice representation of cops, I felt like, because she is, A, trying to pin this this thing on someone that she inconvenienced her the other day for no real reason other than the fact that she just wants to make less make, make lighter work for herself, and is also extremely angry about the fact that she has to ask questions because it's her job. Yes, because right. she is just like so exasperated at the fact that these guys got can't like it was nighttime and there was an an intruder and she seems so exasperated at these guys not being able to come conjure a concrete uh, description of this person.
1: Yeah, it, it's just and then the whole like the, the, this conversation is so strange uh, and the camera work is so strange and this is this is the scene where I started no- noticing how like was the like it was either the, an early aughts style thing or like just like just strange camera work but like so many straight on shots like looking directly into the camera um which is like a a a stylistic thing that can work especially if you're doing something with like levity or like that is like meta or breaks the fourth wall or whatever but like in a horror movie like this um it it is it is strange jarring and distracting (laughs) absolutely um and also this conversation is strange jarring and distracting because the yeah. the cop is talking about like, oh, uh this this woman who came in from out of town, maybe she was like an Olympic like Scandinavian or something. Hi like, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: The whole gender like, it's a prolonged was so conversation,
1: funny. and I'm just watching it happen, and I'm like, so so aliens five minutes in was like not too fast for you, but like this is like correct, this, this feels like correct facing. I just I don't I just don't I, even
0: I, know. I I I it felt like a conversation out of like a, a clerk's sequel. Like <laughs> I feel like Kevin Smith huge jorts wrote that scene.
1: Or, or like a Clerks fanfiction
0: Yes, yes, that's a conversation That they would, like, oh my god Yeah, yeah, that's a conversation that they would have had it was In a Clerks fanfic Oh my I mean, what is the View Universe if not Clerks Fanfiction fiction? <laughs> <laughs> oh that might be my favorite sentence I've said on this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you've said some sentences.
0: I've said some sentences. I said John Hurt squirt shirt on this podcast.
1: That was immediately what came to mind, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. I'm st- and I'm still out here searching for the white whale that is, you know, I had to turn into a darker plier too. <laughs> yes, yes. The yes. ultimate uh, sentence uttered on this podcast. Absolutely. Um, so. Uh, Abigail Breslin was like, "Daddy, can you change the TV channel? All the TV channels are the same." And it turns out cuz there's like a news broadcast that has interrupted everything, which is like news broadcasts didn't used to like it, it it was always like the the station whichever the channel was on would be like like be doing the news, right? Like obviously Cartoon Network wouldn't have its own dedicated news segment, but like every channel b- b- broadcasting the exact same news seems like a foreign concept to me.
1: Yeah, but there was also way less channels in two thousand two. Um, I, I don't know.
0: True. Um,
1: maybe <laughs> maybe they only have like bunny ears, so right. they got like yeah. satellite
0: TV. I, I, I I'm really just ima- I'm really just imagining like you know how one time one game of football a like, uh, per season has to be is played on Nickelodeon uh, and they have like <laughs> they have like slime cannon graphics that go off every time someone gets a touchdown. Uh huh. I'm imagining that, but for like Walter Cronkite delivering news on Nickelodeon in his in his twilight years. Yes. Like breaking news. Yes. I'm Walter Cronkite, and today there has been a massive assault on the American people. And joining me now, now joining me now to comment commentate is SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, <laughs> Mr. SquarePants, what do you what do you think about these terrible attacks that have happened on the World Trade Center? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 sorry this movie is like this movie is so post 9 11 that it's really it's just but, occupying a full but space. but that's in my the mind. thing
1: it's all it's it's pre and post 9 11 right but the, the, right.
0: The, the thing that makes it so post 9 11 is like the way that like Rory McCulkin is just like constantly like this is the this is changing the future of the world and how like everyone is glued to the TV constantly like it feels such an intentional channeling of 9 11 like immediately post 9 11 like not like like as a society post 9 11 like Like, the way we were as a country for, like, a couple of weeks post 9-11.
1: Right, yes. I hadn't thought of that.
2: Whenever Uh, I was watching this the first time, I was living in an area that got uh, tornadoes pretty frequently. So we did mm -hmm. have, like, this sort of system where uh, you'd get, like, the interruptions, even on, like, cartoon channels or whatever. So Uh this was, like, Mm -hmm. it still tracked to me at the time when I was eight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I, I grew up in the Midwest, and we used to have, like,
0: way more... Tornadoes, oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but so the broadcast says for like this the second time already that they have like some fucking guy on. It's like this is this is definitely probably aliens. This is almost one hundred percent probably certainly aliens. <laughs> and then Mel Gibson's like, "Wow, that's fucked up." All right, ki- all right, family, let's go into town. And yeah. uh, <laughs> so they sounds familiar. <laughs> I <laughs> I they, they, we get like this this I I don't know if it's fun character that's like staring at the alien coverage on tv and he's like oh this is just a scam to sell more soda this is, this is just a scam <laughs> to sell more soda because he's seen 12 <laughs> soda commercials and then at one point in the middle of the scene where he where abigail breslin and uh kieran culkin are like reading a book about aliens in the store because uh, it's a bookstore um the he shouts oh there's 13 and then we get like half of an ad for shasta <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> oh, i thought I... it was really funny <laughs>
1: Yeah, I laughed pretty hard at that because that literally ha like that basically happened last year with the obelisks um that which that were showing up and then yeah. like the copycat obelisks and then it, it ended up being like some sort of like failed ad campaign for like a startup or whatever. Oh, um, is that what that was? I, I think so. That's that. what I remember hearing. Um, I don't
0: I don't remember how that concluded. The way I remember the way I remember hearing is that like they caught somebody taking one of them down and then that's the last we heard of it.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was like eventually, like like recently, within like the last month or something, revealed that it was like a, a, a failed ad campaign. The source I heard that from was uh, a show that did not want to give the company that was doing the campaign any
0: like airtime, so I know literally zero details about them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so so we also get uh uh fucking we also get Joaquin Phoenix's backstory as a baseball boy because he goes to like the. Military what what office is that this that he goes to that would have this military captain sharing an office with this biker bad boy who only exists to make fun of Joaquin Phoenix?
1: <laughs> oh probably it's just some that like that lack the local national guard sort of headquarters um, oh
0: yeah but so he's like ta- the, the national guard guy is talking like a big game about like oh there's there's blah, blah, blah. i don't even remember what the fuck he's talking about he's just like and then at some point he's talking like joaquin you had like the best home run re- you set two home run records what the heck? why didn't you play anymore and then this other guy chimes in who he's got like a fucking ego raptor haircut going on
1: yeah he looks I like totally um, um the the guy from the uh, from breakfast club uh but Bender. like plus 20 years yeah yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that guy until I said him until I see in my notes this ego raptor bad boy, uh, because this this scene only he's like oh yeah he's not playing in the big leagues because he also had the biggest he also set a strikeout record he had more strikes than any two other guys combined because he would just he would just swing at every single pitch he just which just is
2: couldn't help himself which is
0: so funny especially when you consider like when you consider that for like a minute it's extremely funny because like you as a pitcher as a coach you have to notice this guy is swinging for the fences why would you ever give that guy a fastball up the middle like he's just he's just fucking golfing on every swing and you're giving him a fastball up the middle it's like that fucking Bartolo Colon home run from a few years ago (laughs) you
1: know baseball
0: I know a a little bit of baseball (laughs)
2: He even said, like, it just felt wrong not to swing
0: or something. I was like, why are you playing baseball? Well, yeah. Like, it's a sport. Like, if, if, I ha- if I was a coach. To use strategy. If I was a coach of a baseball team and I had a guy on my team who just absolutely fucking crushed it out of the park every time he made contact, but swang on it. Every swing that kid's riding the <laughs> bench the entire season. I'm sorry, yeah. bud. I know you're great against the pitching machine, but against Johnny two, against Johnny two seam or down the block, you're no, you're fucking tough titties. <laughs> yes. Um, actually that, I No say- actually he do a fine job Against Johnny Two Seamer Because the Two Seamer Is a fa- Anyway sorry Baseball shit <laughs> Go on <laughs> uh,
1: th- This fucking guy At the At the, the National Guard office Like the The, the, the dude The Ego Raptor dude <laughs> Yeah Like uh, He I mean Everyone is like a, a buttoned up Like Like farm town Like uh, uh, Local yokels Or whatever And this guy Like he looks like a, a, a character Or whatever And like we never see him again And it's I like I
0: expect I fully expect you to Back. What? <laughs> you um, have
1: a. I just like. Ugh, I just don't understand.
0: <laughs> so, so, Mel and his family go and have a nice little pizza lunch. Uh, and it's some of the worst looking pizza I've ever seen. Like, this pizza uh-huh. looks like shit. I uh, mm-hmm. And uh, then, Mel, uh, I'm like, Shyamalan walks on screen, and he plays, he's like, I, I, I didn't realize that he was like a full-on character in this movie, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I see Mel Gibson just like staring daggers at him, and I'm just thinking like, whoa, did Mel Gibson just get like super racist on set or something, and they didn't want to cut it? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I couldn't like, remember. The way he, I I remember. The, the way Sorry he God. looks, the way he looks at M. Night Shyamalan's character, like, I really <laughs> thought I was experiencing, like, a macro-aggression no. at, the, at the time.
2: I I couldn't, I didn't remember what he, what his role was in the movie, and I just thought it was, like, I was, I was just thinking the scene was meant to just be M. Night Shyamalan just being, like, I want my characters to acknowledge me. And, I know. And they, they even said, like, it's him, and then he just, like, gets in the car and leaves, it is
1: him. Because what it, it turns so out, funny.
0: what it turns out is that Mel Gibson uh, is not well. Mel Gibson's character is not exceptionally racist and just hates this brown person walking in his town. It turns out that the, that, uh, the only M. one in the
1: entire movie, by right. the way,
0: basically. Uh, night, it just it turns out and said that End night. Shyamalan's character uh, is responsible for killing uh, Mel Gibson's wife uh, like six months <laughs> ago. Um, in town there's also a very funny uh, Blair. You've seen Nurse Jackie, right? Uh, yes, my roommate has watched the entirety of it. <laughs> so, so you recognize the pharmacist then?
1: Yeah, oh, she, um, m- my roommate did, and pointed it out to me. She was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I know that that actor, and looks on her phone. Best she was in her in the movie, cool, like, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, I just wanted to point her out. I I, I like that actor because she has a very funny scene where she like tries to do confession to Mel Gibson, and he's like, "I'm not a pastor anymore," and she's like, "Please!" And then she has to, <laughs> and then he has to sit there while she's like, "I said shit three times last week. I said bastard. Um, does douchebag count as a curse word?"
1: Yeah, the scene also works.
0: Um, her <laughs> performance
2: blew me away. I thought it was it was perfect.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, man, like, the jokes work, usually. It's, it's so strange. A lot of this movie doesn't work, but the jokes do work.
2: <laughs> that, like, dichotomy almost makes me like it more, because it's just, yeah. like, I don't know what to expect.
0: <laughs> I would say,
1: yes, I was regularly surprised by this movie. I will give it that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Um. um so, so they go back to the farm, and then uh, they have a baby monitor for some reason that just starts acting up. Um. Mm. And Rory, Rory. Uh, I keep wanting to say fucking Rory Gilmore, and I don't. That's that's not his name. Rory <laughs> McCulkin.
1: You also called him <laughs> Kieran earlier. I did call <laughs> you him. You just that. want to give him all the names that I, are not. The his thing name. is, I, the thing is, I know exactly <laughs> <Joel> two. <Osmond.
0: laughs> I know exactly two Rorys in the world, and they are Rory. Oh, fuck, I forgot the one that I just said. Oh, I, I know one Gilmore, Rory. Gilmore, Gilmore, Gilmore. Okay, thank you. got you. it. It's Rory, Gil- <laughs> it's Rory Gilmore from Gilmore Girls and Rory McIlroy, the golfer. <laughs> Those are the only two, two Rorys I shall know. <laughs> so the baby monitor... Uh, Rory McCulkin just immediately deduces, oh, the baby monitor is giving us signals from aliens. And uh, they're, then they're, they hear something of, like, two aliens talking... And then the baby monitor just, like, cuts out suddenly. like, oh, that's weird. Um, later that night, uh, Mel Gibson has to go outside because Isabel, the do- the the chumby, uh German shepherd, is going apeshit, uh, barking at something. And uh, he, like, has to walk into the cornfield to investigate it. And he, like, gets, like, run down a little bit by an alien. We see a sexy alien leg and... Uh, that's And then he's like, okay, I think aliens are real. And like, he, th- is this when he runs back inside and uh, uh, Rory McCulkin and Abigail Breslin are both wearing the tinfoil hats? Funny. It works. I really <laughs> want to
2: see an edit of that scene in the cornfield where the alien's just wearing like a heel. Just like, <laughs> come on in.
0: <laughs> you can't resist this, boy.
1: <laughs> These aliens are fuckable, right? <laughs>
0: I guess we'll find absolutely out. Absolutely not. No. I, when, when, I, when I saw the, the... Like, even just seeing that alien in silhouette, I knew that alien was absolutely not doing anything to my dick. And, no, like, I, know, it, I know. I so, know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, so they get back in the house, and like the aliens have kind of gone public. Like, they've appeared as, like, a series of lights floating above major cities. Mm-hmm. Um, And they have to... Like, t- the... the Rory McCulkin is like, okay, we have to tape over Ab- uh, we have to tape over Abigail Breslin's uh, ballet recital. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And so he tapes this is over. Some of the worst writing I've ever seen in my life.
2: Yeah, I don't know he... why he started with that tape. He could have just started with the other
0: one. Yeah. The, the other tape, which was uh, Uncle Merrill's uh, uh, swimsuit swim special. Swimsuit special. Yes. <laughs> which that did make me laugh to see that going in the VCR for recording.
1: No, but yes, the writing is, is like mm-hmm. this exchange between um, uh, Rory, uh, Uh, Colkin and Abigail Breslin is like some of the worst writing I've ever seen. Oh my god! And um, because he's like, they'll end up. This this will end up in 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 a uh, 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 science books in the future or like everything they're putting in science books is going to change after this blah 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 um and you're you're like literally that which is an insane way to say that and then like you're doing this for your children like who kids <laughs> children don't have conceptions of their own future like this um the little uh, monologues
2: in this movie are so
1: weird like they're, they're just written so, so strangely <laughs> you can never really quite follow the
0: point they're trying to make yeah,
2: yeah exactly <laughs> It's like they're trying to figure out what they're saying as they yeah. say it. Yeah,
0: and and it's like the, a thing that's like I I think Abigail Breslin is like genuinely good in Little Miss Sunshine. Like I I, I love yeah. her in that movie. I just think she's too young to be like acting at this at, in this film. Like what. Well, what I suspect
1: is that uh, child actors typically are only as good. Like I, this is true generally of a lot of actors in general, but like especially with ch- child actors are only as good as their director. Mm. Um, and I suspect, <laughs> based on all the performances in this movie, M. Night Shyamalan is not super good at getting the best performances out yeah. of the actors.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Who who directed Little Miss Sunshine? I
1: am not sure, but is she, she yeah, really she is um, phenomenal in it, and that's only like a few years later.
0: So, uh, yeah, I, it almost I, feels
2: d- intentional. Just the really weird way like, that yeah, has. I
0: I I would like if it led to something. Like if it like, I, I don't know. I just feel like the kids are just like so uh, what. <sighs> There's, like, a vibe that I'm getting from them that I can't quite put into words. It's, like, just this, like, this, this, yeah, like you said earlier, but, like, the the from the mouths of babes type thing that's coming from them. But it's just, like, it doesn't work. Like, I feel like M. Night Shyamalan is going for that and just completely fucking whiffs.
2: (laughs) I mean, this just goes back to my theory that the aliens are the gays and then, like, everyone else is the straights and that's what the battle is actually about. Yes. We even got the religious tones and everything.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh Oh, yeah It um, works <laughs> I can't wait to read your medium.com um, article about this <laughs> So, uh
0: What happens next? Uh,
1: the, the, the next? Oh, yeah, Next, the,
0: the next scene is Joaquin Phoenix and Mel Gibson's, like, heart-to-heart about faith and shit it's uh yeah, that's whatever. This is
2: another one of those absolutely bonkers monologues that I had to yes. rewatch like three times because I was like, What are you talking
0: about? <laughs> like it, it felt like it's it ridiculous. felt like, like I it feels it felt like when I'm like watching anime and like someone gets to the end of like a long sentence and I realize that like oh I've been on my phone for like for like half of that, so I should probably <laughs> I should rewind and just like make sure that I got that down. That seemed yeah. pretty important. But like I was paying attention <laughs> <laughs> And it just was nothing. I think I... a Markov chain wrote this movie. <laughs> that's what I that's what the to... M in M Night Shyamalan stands for. Markov,
2: of course. <laughs> uh, I think I've sort of figured it out. Though he was like just trying to explain that, like. Some people are going to see it and, like, feel comfortable knowing that surely it has to be something and, like, everything's going to work out. Right. Some greater power. Right. And then, like, other people will see it and just sort of succumb to the, like, distress of chaos or whatever. And he's just Mm -hmm. like, what are you going to be when God comes knocking? (laughs)
0: And then Joaquin Phoenix says, "One time I was drunk and I almost kissed a girl, but then I had to take my gum out. And in the time I took was taking my gum out, the girl puked on her lap. And I knew that. And I knew then that it was like. And I'm just thinking, I myself, like, damn, that's that's just that's just I'm fucking like fucking Tatsuki Fujimoto. Twenty one, dude. <laughs> T- Tatsuki Fujimoto watched this movie. And was like, oh, I should put that shit in Chainsaw Man.
2: I totally forgot about that stupid story that he told to talk about faith."
0: There's so many stupid stories (laughs) in this movie. The dumbest everyone is. There's so many stupid. The the dumbest one to me is the one that like we get firsthand. Like I think the story of his wife dying is so fucking stupid.
2: I think the stupidest story is the one about the aliens that are invading the planet. Apparently,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think fucking. I I think the stupidest story. The script. Uh, and he, he, in in this monologue, Mel Gibson talks about how his wife's last words were see swing away. And then he says that was just the synopsis of her brain firing. But was that, did, was that God trying to tell me something or was that just a coincidence? God is fake. God is not real. It's it's cool. Mel Gibson.
1: So the next like 45 minutes of this movie really kind of just are everyone. Freaking
0: out. And like they fer- they forget about and relearn that aliens exist like six times in the next <laughs> yeah. like, like Mel Gibson comes downstairs and he's like Joaquin Phoenix has moved the television into a side room, which uh coincidentally looks a lot like the room that uh uh Bruce uh Bruce Willis goes into a lot in the sixth sense, like the room to his basement. Um mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering if there are like I don't know. I feel like there are some things about this house that look very similar to The Sixth Sense, but I digress. There's
2: some locations that look a lot like The Happening, too, I noticed. Yes,
1: yeah, my roommate mentioned mm. the same thing. <laughs> um, um, a lot of, like, some of the, the pl- plot beats, she said, mirrored The Happening. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and that I was something
2: yes. I, I just watched recently, too, so it was, like, already in my mind. Like I can't, yeah.
0: wait, I can't wait for I'm I'm going to double check before saying this, but I'm
1: pretty sure we've got The Happening on our... Uh, on our we Mark channel on I believe so. Yes. Um, yeah, we have, we have, yeah, is... we
0: have this lady in the water, the happening, and then for our two hundred, saying this now for for y'all, the two hundredth episode of this podcast, which is a frankly unreal number of episodes of this podcast to have done. Yes. That will be an episode, no guests, just me and Blair on the Sixth Sense. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Aww, and I am awesome. so excited. Yes. Uh, also i would like to uh, last week i said that there would not that there would not be a, a week off in march but then i realized that if i take a week off then the last week of march night Shyamalan is our 200th episode so i think that's a little bit better for me in my opinion so eh, I'm, re- I'm going back on my word and i apologize about that but also i think you could for the sake of the spectacle you can understand i'm, sur- I'm yes, sure yes yes the
1: poetry of it <laughs> yeah
0: we might also do something special for the 200th episode i'm not really sure yet we're still sorting that one out
1: yes um I want to talk about um, the moment in the movie. This is nearish the end. This is like in the the, the third act, sort of. Oh, you're place. Just,
0: you're you're just gonna jump over the part where uh, Mel Gibson walks into his kid's room and they're both wearing tinfoil hats, uh, <laughs> and they talk about the book that they got from the, li- the from the bookstore that was written by Doctor Bimboo.
1: Yes, well, uh, that's good too. That's the, worth
0: the, mentioning. The Doctor sure. the, the Bimboo book is pretty funny. Like the name is. Mel Gibson says Dr. Bimbo, like the racistest (laughs) way possible you could possibly say that name. Yes. Um,. And then uh, and he gets it,
2: called out by his son for saying it like
0: that. Yeah, uh, and then in the book there is an image of uh, an alien ship exploding a house that looks exactly like their house, and also there are the charred corpses of an adult and two children on the lawn out front. And I'm just like, oh, is this book? Is this fucking? Is this knowing now? Or have we entered knowing? With Nicolas Cage? <laughs> I
2: can't believe you just skipped the other illustrations in that book, which were so fucking
0: <laughs> The other funny. illustrations in that they book just are just like... like a toddler's drawing of greys. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just absolute, minimalistic, really shitty drawings of aliens.
0: Yeah. I love it. Oh my so god. Good. <laughs> um, sorry, to, sorry to keep steamrolling you here, but uh, there's another really like insane scene that comes up next, and I really don't want—I really don't want to jump the order on this because if we jump to the end, I will not be able to stop talking about the end, and I want to okay. get through all the other insane <laughs> stuff first. Because the next scene is that like the, the next like scene that I'm thinking of is like Ray uh, uh, Mel Gibson goes over to M Night Shyamalan's character's house and is like, "Hey, but bud what's up?" I because y- he gets a phone call from him. Um, and M. Night Shyamalan's character is, like, packed up all of his shit and is in the truck and is heading towards the lake because he says the aliens, they they didn't put any signs near any bodies of water, so I'm thinking that they don't like water very much. Uh, it's better than here anyways. Uh, which is really funny that the director, writer, and producer of this movie just comes out and literally tells us what the twist of this movie is. I
1: know! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, but it is so heavy-handed, the entirety of the movie.
0: The, the, the... (sighs) The scene that happens here that's really fucking ridiculous, though, is when... Because uh, M. Night Shyamalan, like, starts apologizing about having killed Mel Gibson's wife. And he's like, if I had fallen asleep at literally any other point on that road, it would have been... She wouldn't have gotten killed if it was only for that 10 to 15 seconds that I passed her. I A- Anyways, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just... I... Everyone in this, this movie is, the dialogue in this movie is mostly people telling stories about things that happened to them. Yes. Um, (laughs) um, Like, which is a way people do talk in in certain circumstances, um, though... uh, Uh, it, just, they, it just feels It's
0: not that they tell story. Like when I tell a story to someone I have a pattern. I have an interaction When N. When Night Shyamalan characters Tell stories to each other They are monologuing They are doing a soliloquy they're At the ex- screen Yes they're, 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 no, they're, they're
2: smiling or laughing At
1: any point Exactly
0: They're going from a 45 degree angle Facing the audience To a 90 degree, Like a <sighs> full on Directly facing the audience Yes <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I
2: just love how M Night Shyamalan himself just decided to put himself in the story and kill the wife personally. <laughs> it's so funny. I'll take care of this. <laughs> what is
1: wrong with you?
0: <laughs> like, it's not enough for him to fridge the wife as the writer; he has to do it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there, there's another thing that happens, but we'll talk about that later because, um, Mel Gibson goes into Ray's house. And it's like, oh, this place is looking all fucked up. And then there's like an alien in the pantry. And I, I have a stupid joke for this because Mel Gibson walks into this house and he's like, there's bound to be a gray in the back of your pantry. It's, yep. Thank no you. matter where you live. Yep. <laughs> there'll always be some aliens, maybe several ones. <laughs> They're the gonna closet. make it really difficult to live. Oh, fuck. I rhyme to live with live. I'm fucking quitting this podcast. It's over. No 200th episode. No March Night Shyamalan. Fucking done. Bye. Beautiful. No one's ever accused you of being a musician before. <laughs> 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 you don't have a lot to live with, <laughs> so you're doing fine. <laughs> oh, boy. I love you so much. <laughs> oh my god no one's ever accused you of being a musician god oh but so my stupid mountain joke my stupid mountain goats joke aside there is a he encounters an alien in this pantry at ray's place and it's like just kind of a guy with claws and he like cuts off some claws and he runs away yes (laughs) yep um but th- 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 apparently, this- that
2: took three weeks to film for
1: some reason what <laughs> yeah. I, de- uh, probably because of the knife reflection stuff,
0: oh my god, oh uh, <laughs>
1: underneath Christ. the door I, I that does not surprise me that sounds. that looks very difficult to film <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: um also but- just
2: on the on the topic of like the the way that everyone's acting and how uncomfortable everyone looks all the time uh I just remembered that like. M. Night Shyamalan had like the cast Watch like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds just multiple times While they were doing production For some reason Not the I kids right Uh, It just said the whole cast So I have to assume
0: Like I wonder if the bird I, I'm sure that at the age that Abigail Breslin And Rory McCulkin were like I, I would be surprised if the birds would not Like you can't show the bird You cannot show a horror movie to a child under the age of like Eight, I think like I if think
2: you, I watched the birds when I was pretty young and it didn't it didn't really
0: bother me too much really I, pretty I feel late. like I feel like like I, I feel like you're playing with fire there because I feel like if you yeah the thing is if you watch the birds and you're not too young for it it's fine I, I, I actually haven't seen the birds but like I've seen parts of it but like if I at the age of like Okay, I was a particularly fucking cowardly kid. So, like, I, I would say, honestly, up until, like, the age of 12 for me, if I had yeah. watched The Birds, I would be terrified every single time I saw a phone booth or a car at a gas station. Like, for the entire, yeah, like, in the same way that, like, the, the the trailer for the movie Mirrors made me terrified of Mirrors for, like, four years.
1: The trailer.
0: Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I told you, I was a fucking, I was an absolute <laughs> baby of a child. Oh,
1: that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, it's M. Knight wants to be, I think, like, the, the whole, like, making his cast watch Birds, I mean, obviously, like, contribute, I think it just contributed to weirder performances and yeah. not necessarily better ones. Yeah. Um, but he wants to be, he wants to be a, an auteur director so bad. And he, I guess, is in a way, but he's just like a, like a, like a, like, um, uh, <laughs> Like he's an auteur director the same way that Stephen King is like the as a great American novelist you know right um, like it's like the, a cheap version of like, it yeah um, and,
0: of like and he's like like great American novelists and auteurs don't exist but if they did and Sean Shyamalan and Stephen King would be pretty good versions of both of them
1: <laughs> well I mean I mean more to the fact that like it, I mean the Alfred Hitchcock thing I think is particularly telling but like yeah. Um, he seems like he wants to be a Hitchcock Kubrick or something like that. Yeah, and like yeah. he's like, oh, I know what these auteur directors used to do. They would um uh, uh treat their uh, cast horribly. Right. <laughs> it's,
2: now it's like, I'm kind like, of wondering. Oh. I'm wondering if like the Birdemic movie was like just so far removed from horror because it was like an imitation of like M. Night Shyamalan's style, which was like an imitation of Alfred Hitchcock's style. Yeah. 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 Yes, uh, no, that, I think you're on to something.
0: And I'm Night I'm not Shyamalan is just like constantly trying to think of, what. Can, okay, what actress can I make, what actress can I do what Stanley Kubrick did to Shelley Duvall? What, what can I do for, how can I emulate that man?
1: But I think like he doesn't even have like the, 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 the true um, uh, sociopathy in order to go through with it, so it's just sort of this like just right. <laughs> he's like let's just
0: watch the birds a bunch. <laughs> right, it's just like it's like I'm not saying that he should treat his ca- his cast like shit, but like he 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 clearly wanted to do yeah, like you're you're right, Blair. Like he wanted to do the Kubrick to his cast, but he just did not have the 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 he did not have the wherewithal to go through with any of the actual like awful shit that Kubrick did, which, I mean, yeah. I, I'm grateful for that fact, but, like... <laughs> don't
1: even try, dude. Don't yeah, even don't try. <laughs> try.
0: Right, right. I Just don't... Like, honestly, if you're not gonna... Fu- fu- this is a weird conversation topic, but, like, the, the, the end story is and let Shyamalan do not do a Shelley Duvall or do not do a it's, Stanley Kubrick to a Shelley Duvall.
1: It's like when, like like, 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 nerdy, lonely guys try to do pickup artist stuff. And yes! Like, but do you know that they're, like, their heart really isn't in it, you know?
0: Right, like, they, <laughs> don't, they don't have, they don't have it within them to debase women to the level needed that for pickup artistry things to actually, like, be functional. Like, M. Night Shyamalan is, for all of it, for all the shit I'm gonna talk about his movies this month, I think M. Night Shyamalan is, like, too nice of a guy to treat his cast like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's like he wants to be artistic, but he's just trying to be nice. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: I know. Just be nice, dude. Nice directors get good performances out of there. That's, yeah. I'm always He doesn't want to tell them
2: to do anything. <laughs> just act however you want. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's like when you create a positive work environment, you, your employees do a good job. <laughs>
0: Oh god! But so the the one scene that we skipped over is Joaquin Phoenix watching the television and the report of the child's birthday party comes on the air and it's the famous oh it's the famous alien walking through the so... the alien walking in a well lit air in the well lit alleyway scene that uh, was so ter- was so uniquely terrifying to so many people that I know my age. Um, yeah definitely. If I had it's seen it's so, so it, funny as a grown adult. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 I as I just said like you heard me say that shit about mirrors. I bring that shit up all the time because like I was a like if I had seen this if I had seen this shot like any time before I turned like 17, I sure. would have been terrified. This would have scared me. I know me you shitless. I believe this. This <laughs> ruined yeah. like, my life. Looking at this now, it's one it's one of the funniest things I've ever like like we Blair, I know you have watched it because we covered it on an early episode of Fear Baiting. But Summer, have you seen the uh, Scary Movie three?
2: No, I have not.
0: There's a lot of stuff in that movie lampooning this movie. Uh, and there's one scene where they're like, "Oh, we saw an alien at the at a at a park today." This is, this footage is this footage is real and truly upsetting. And it's just like some footage of some cam of like some kids having a birthday party, and like an alien starts doing like a fucking Ministry of Funny walks ass strut through the background. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that's it's so good. Like
0: I it just felt like indistinguishable from that.
2: <laughs> I think the thing that made this scene so funny it obviously wasn't the alien just walking. It was if it, it was more like just like the immersiveness of the like the film like home video kind of vibe and then not only that but I noticed this time watching it I was like, "Oh, it's like the editing, the way that they've like uh, like done it back over again, and then the sound design where the like horror sound comes like after the scary part, where it's like <laughs> really kind of like, ooh, it's just very unsettling, I think. And mm-hmm. the way that Meryl reacts is like it's very effective, but then it's it just makes it even funnier when you think about how not scary the actual moment is. Right. Yeah, I think it's even. I was even realizing like if these. <laughs> If these aliens have the ability to camouflage, the fact that you could see him means he was, like, fucking up at the time. Like, just, <laughs> like, he wasn't even supposed to be visible in the first place. He was probably, oh, fuck, Oh, he <laughs> yeah, he yeah, kind of camera. looks like
1: that, too. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. Um,
0: and the... the my the, I, I, my
1: favorite on. insane thing that happens in this movie, I think, is next in the pot, or at least close to next in the pot where, like, the world is effectively ending or whatever, Um, like, things just get to a point where they're like, ah, the world's ending. Again, Um,
0: like, every time that they're like, the world is ending, it just feels like, Nothing. It never feels like anything has structurally changed about the way no. the aliens are interacting with the humans. Like, like, the world has no en-
2: even gotten hurt. Like, it's so funny.
0: Right, right. The, the, the aliens are like, they show up and, uh, well, the signs show up and Mel Gibson's is like, okay, aliens are real. And then he sees one in the, he sees one in the corn. He's like, oh shit, aliens are fully real. Uh, and then, like the world, like the aliens show up over the world, and they're like, "Oh fuck, aliens are real." And then they like the aliens disappear from all over the world, and they're like, "Oh fuck, aliens are real." And they're coming, for, they're they're going into stealth mode, and it just feels, <laughs> it just feels like they were realized the aliens are real so many separate times. Yeah,
1: but yes, um, so this is like, but this is like near the endish, uh, where like they're like, it's like well, the world is ending. Um what is what does everyone want
0: for their last dinner basically? Yes. And this is the GrubHub ad I was talking about earlier. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: Fucking oh, all so that the the the, the setup for that is, is here's some insane things. That concept is insanity, but whatever. Um the fact that they have ingredients for french toast, a bacon <sighs> cheeseburger, um, uh, chicken teriyaki and spaghetti is And mashed bananas. potatoes. And mashed Why potatoes. Why do they go
0: out for shitty pizza? It doesn't make any sense.
1: I, uh, yeah, yes, you, uh, you have a bounty at home. Yeah, so clearly you,
0: ha- clearly you have, like, a fucking three-star Michelin restaurant stockade in your back, in your pantry, like, fucking, go make something there, and you have better pizza ingredients than they are making at fucking Johnny Italiano's down the block.
2: Yes. There's just something and- about, like apocalyptic scenarios happening that makes people really want to go out to eat more than usual I just don't know what it is
1: (laughs) (laughs) um it's and then the third, the third insane thing is the the dinner itself. The dinner is <laughs> the dinner is one
0: of the like one of the wildest. I don't know how that scene made it out of like that scene had to pass so many fucking check marks. Like the, the every so many people had to sign off on that scene because Mel Gibson is like, uh, okay, everyone, let's eat. I'm not going to say grace, it, like because because Abigail Abigail Breslin's like, oh, daddy, will you please say grace? And he's like, I'm not not going to say one. I will never dedicate another word out of this mouth to God ever again in my life. Uh, and then she starts crying, and he, Mel, and then uh, Rory McCulkin is like, oh, You let mom die! And he starts crying, and then Mel is like, Stop crying, eat! And then he's, he starts yelling at his children who are crying, and then... He like is like okay, well, if you guys aren't gonna eat, I'm gonna have some of everything. He like reaches out and like grabs a piece of French toast off of Rory's plate and grabs some biscotti and some teriyaki chicken. He's like, no, um, no, 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 yeah.
1: no. He, Like
0: pulls his family all together for a big cry. He literally session.
1: grabs Joaquin Phoenix by the collar of his shirt. Like We're he's about that, like I'm, he,
0: you are ruining that shirt. It like the way he grabbed that collar. I like was like he grabbed that collar like you would see one man grab another man's collar to like initiate like. A a, a gay kiss. Yes, I know.
1: But like, the entirety of that scene, I was so uncomfortable because I felt like I was like, at, like a guest in someone else's
0: yes, yes. While,
1: at, while they were having dinner and then they had a public, like an argument in front of me, right? And like, you go, like,
0: you go over, you go over so to Timmy's strange. house, and Miss and you go over to Timmy's house, and Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Rotondas are like, yes. they just like start getting, fucking getting into it, and like, you have a full on scream, screaming match while you're just sitting there with your little, with your little rigatoni that they made you, which was so delicious. It's getting
1: cold. My food is getting cold. <laughs> what am I doing here?
2: <laughs> Did we mention the part earlier where? everyone was like starting to panic and Mel Gibson just told them to go eat some fruit or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did skip over that. Man. it just the, remembered that line.
0: People just be saying shit in this movie. People are just saying shit in this movie. Yeah. Um, so this is when things start going fucking wild uh, right like because they're like okay let's let's batten up the hatches let's put boards over the windows oh fuck we forgot the dog outside we can hear it barking and we can like I wish they killed the dog and like they've already killed another dog in this movie and I bet you probably forgot about that because that was an hour ago that we talked about it and it has (laughs) not come up since in any relevant way shape or form that Rory McCulkin had to put had to kill his own dog and does not feel a lick of anything about it but so isabel isabel the other dog the chunky german shepherd is outside and like you know the, cl- the classic horror movie shorthand of like dog going burr, 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 burr. and then that's it yeah. but like we we get like a prolonged like 15 seconds of that dog like basically bleeding out <laughs> auditorily and it's so upsetting i have to- <laughs> too
2: much. I have to mention, when we saw this scene, I was watching this with Noah, and we, for some reason, the sound on the movie cut out at that point, but neither of us noticed, so all we saw was just, like, this incredibly long zoom shot of just, like, the wall or whatever it was, (laughs) without any sound, and we were like, what is happening? (laughs)
1: It was such a weird this going some weird places.
2: Yeah, I think I just now realized that
0: that's what that was.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I still just thought it was like some
1: weird artistic choice. I
0: guess. But so this is oh this, that's so great. This is when they realize that uh, the aliens are all there. They boarded up all the windows and everything, but they have ex- exactly one plank of wood over each of the doors into their house, so which is very funny.
1: Okay, and also all all. Exterior doors open out.
0: Yeah. Into the, like,
1: like that. That's those true. boards are not going to do a whole hell of a lot,
0: dude. <laughs> no, it's literally only going to hurt the aliens if one of them opens the door and the other one and another one is just charging in full speed and does not expect to just get fucking clotheslined by a stationary plank of wood. <laughs> but so, so, so they all head into the fucking basement and um they it gets an aliens are trying to get in, but then they're actually not trying to get in. They're trying to distract everyone. Um, and then there's a, uh, a coal shoot, right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like okay. This is where the aliens are going to try and actually get in from. So they find the coal chute, uh, and Rory Rory McCulkin is standing directly in front of the coal chute, and an alien <laughs> hand like it doesn't grab him in a terrifying way. It like kind of like strokes his like it grabs him with like it's like stroking his cheek a little bit. It was it's like weird. already
2: sticking out, just kind of hanging. <laughs> there
0: yeah, just it waiting. Even... <laughs> it was just <laughs> so waiting for the light for the flashlight to get on it. Um, <laughs> he gets grabbed, and then oh yeah, the Roy uh, Roy McCulkin's character has asthma uh and he has a big asthma attack here and uh, so they, uh Mel Gibson fucking stel- star world's best dad forgot his son's asthma medication up <laughs> uh, up above ground and so he just kind of like holds ki- holds Roy McCulkin close and is like talks him through the asthma attack which is like i i don't have asthma but like, I don't think you can like just that. talk someone down from it like yeah. like from an attack like you could a panic attack.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: This yeah, is just another like, example like, of like the aliens haven't displayed any actual aggression yet, and yet the father has failed his right, son like right. very if this,
0: miserably. The thing is, like if, if And like, it's it's an old it's a, it's an old trick, but like if, if M.I. Shyamalan had gone for the monsters are due on whatever straight, that old, old Twilight Zone episode Like, Mm -hmm. if he had just gone for that, I would have loved the ending of this movie a thousand percent more. I think that would have been a really cool thing. Like, we could, uh, like, it's been long enough that, like, enough that that would be a fresh concept to a lot of audiences. And I think that would have gone really, I think I would have liked that a lot. But instead, it was just, no, the aliens are real and they're malevolent and they're trying to poison gas your children. (laughs) But I, because I digress, because uh, after he talks Rory out of an asthma attack, he passes out and has a dream about his. The night that he found his the, the night that he found out his wife died, um, and the cop Caroline is there and she's like, "Hey Mel, uh, so she got crushed up against a tree and basically split in half, but the truck is like holding enough of her together right now uh, that if we move it, she's going to die. Uh, but she's probably going to die anyways. Uh, you should probably go talk to her. She's still kind of lucid. Uh, go say your goodbyes and like the." It's just very, it's very comical to me that this woman has been bisected, basically. Like, this woman has been Mortal Kombat fatality and is still just, like, hanging on there.
2: Yeah, th- I was thinking about this earlier in the movie, because he said that, like, he got her last words or something. And then later right. we find out she was, like, killed in a car accident. And I was like, how? what? How? How does this work? And then they're like... I guess they just like remembered halfway through and they're like, "Okay, well, uh she's just bisected and being held together by the car so she can still get those last words in." Right. He doesn't he doesn't like to go back and edit things, I
1: think. No. <laughs> He's doing all this shit on a typewriter. You know he is. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, then all we know is that his wife got cut in half. We don't actually see the conversation that he has with her until later, uh, because he wakes up from this and it is 12 hours later, 12 hours after his child had an asthma attack. So he, 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 in real life, he has a dead child on his hands. Like, yes, I think no matter how much you talk a, a child down from an, from an asthma attack, 12 hours pass without that kid getting some kind of medical attention, I, like and if I'm just if I'm just fucking talking out of my ass here and I don't know shit about asthma, please do at me about this. Like if you can actually talk a child down from an asthma attack, I would l- I would yeah. honestly love to be wrong about this because that's a truly that would be fascinating great thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <It'd be helpful. laughs> I, I suspect no, though. <laughs> I, I do suspect
1: no. But so it, it's
0: it's twelve hours. It's twelve hours later, and uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix walks upstairs. But I thought it was Mel Gibson going upstairs at first because I, we only see them from the back, and they both are kind of like broad shoulder. They have a similar build, uh, and the differences in their head shape from the back really can't be observed from like a uh, like a low angle shot of them walking up the stairs. Um. And he, I, for, for a moment, I, I thought Mel Gibson went up the stairs, walked around, looked, looked around, and then turned back around and then came back down the stairs as, as walking Phoenix. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, they're bodies, they're shapeshifters. Wouldn't it have, that, that would have been so good. Um, wow. But so, but there's all, there's all of these God rays coming through, like the shattered uh, wooden planks that they had up as their barricade. And they're walking around the house, and and um, they like Abigail Breslin is watching TV, and she has a, she has like the last funny line of this movie because she's like, "Daddy, they're all doing this," and she's like doing like a classic pelvic thrust dance, which is very funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So like, there's an alien in the in the living room now, and there's like a whole showdown. The, grabs the boy. Um, <laughs> so funny. Um, uh, tries to gas the boy. Uh, but his lungs are closed again, um, <laughs> which is uh, uh, and um, yeah, there's just a scuffle that's the, 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 the swing away Chekhov's gun comes back. Um, so whatever, I guess that's yeah. That, the that, swing away that ch- little anecdote was, the, the was swing, worth
0: it. The swing away Chekhov's gun that is accompanied by us seeing for the first time the Louisville Slugger that's on like a plaque in the <laughs> in Just the right living there. room that's above like two <laughs> plaques that are like world record. Like as as Joaquin Phoenix grabs the back, we see like world record five hundred and seventy two feet or whatever, Uh mm-hmm. which is like if. Like, that is just, like, monumental baseball crushing. That's the that's the kind of home run technology you can only get from swinging for the fences on every single pitch. <laughs> yes.
2: They didn't consider maybe they were just administer- administering their own version of, like, his asthma medication. It doesn't have to be poisonous gas. <laughs>
1: I was I was thinking that when you like mentioned like at the beginning of this episode that like there's no indication that they're being hostile. I was like, yeah, like we we don't know it's
0: poison. <laughs> we, like, Mel Gibson just assumes and tells us right. He assumes that it's poison, and then tells Joaquin to what, what, like swing whatever. Because we get like one last flashback to his dying wife. It's like his last moments, and she's just like swing oh.
2: away, Meryl.
0: Yeah, she, she was like, she's like, she like gives like little bits of advice. That, like Graham, don't tell Graham blah. Don't tell, tell, tell little Bumbo blah. Tell Bo <laughs> this. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell Meryl this, and. Uh, and the, there's like a really funny line here where she's like i was just taking a walk and mel gibson's like oh you love walks
1: it's so funny <laughs> it burst so out hard. in
0: laughter
2: i had to pause
1: <laughs> the movie because i was laughing so
0: hard so fucking funny <laughs>
1: you love walks um but, but yes it's like so this is like when the twist of the movie happens which is um, I'm surprised <laughs> the, the, the aliens are allergic to water it burns them when uh, Meryl knocks um, the alien back into the TV in like a, or like a dresser or something and like a glass of water falls on the alien and like starts burning it and like they're like ooh whatever um <laughs> And then I, I sort of, che- I will be honest. I sort of checked out at this point because I'm like, okay, we get it.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's like a, there's like an epic battle between, between Joaquin Phoenix and the alien, and like the alien is like, it's like really bad CGI. T- like, It's yeah. terrible. I, I really I was would have
1: rather
2: for it to. I was waiting for it to turn around just because I just wanted to see what they were doing with the ass, but we
1: just <laughs> never got that, sadly.
0: Yeah, well, we got
1: like we 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 got Meryl hitting it in the back, kind of. I, I don't remember if we got a specific ass shot. But uh, it, I went it, back it, and
2: watched it a couple times. It's just nothing. Uh, so the so back
1: hard. is peppered with holes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson takes Rory Culkin out uh, onto the lawn, and then like is like, it's there's the whole thing. This is where he's like, the, there was. It was. It was meant. This is so stupid. It was. All of this was meant to be. Uh, The the whole. The the fact that uh, my daughter uh, doesn't drink has a thing about water, and that um my son
0: is asthmatic is like it saved their lives it, the, like, the thing the thing he says is that the the, the asthma closed his lungs to the poison uh, which is like have, has his, how long have his lungs been closed for yeah. and he like he also get like this is the most this is the most out of everything in this movie this is the most cinema since complaint that i have but like he absolutely gives him the shot of uh is it epinephrine he gives him not not yeah, epinephrine sorry um the... Yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it is, it is. He gives him the shot of epinephrine in, like, the absolute wrongest place to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's just, But these are like basic things to know So it is
0: right to ding it on that <laughs> Right yeah. <laughs> And yeah and then the movie just like goes back into the house at Like it, it goes into Like we, we like the camera like pulls Back into like through A broken window and then like we get like a A, 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 a mask Like a hidden transition to A different time because it's later In the year because we can see outside of a different window That it's snowing and then Mel Gibson walks out of his Room and goes downstairs and then it fades to black Directed by M. Night Shyamalan
1: yes okay so i think this was a really good movie and i was super (laughs) glad we watched it um (laughs) no i i have
0: on a a scale of zero to five glass half filled glasses of water how many half filled glasses of water are you going to get this movie (laughs) let's start with summer how do you feel about this film
2: i i am actually in love with this movie now I (laughs) I (laughs) i can't explain it but there's just something about it that's that's filled me with joy
1: this week I think that's so charming of you. I think that is a, I think that is actually the correct opinion to have about this movie and me and Sarah are both wrong. Yeah. I
0: I I the thing well the thing is that like I don't think it's good but like I had a ton of fun watching this with my friends. It was Absolutely. very long. Like I if this if this movie had been like this they could have cut just like 15 minutes out of the middle. Like honestly, you just axed the entire scene of them going into town, and I, I that's fine. Like that that scene literally only exists for for uh, for Mel Gibson to get a to get to stare racistly at M Night Shyamalan and like to set that up for later. Um, like I, I think I,
1: this movie would have felt less long if the if scenes were reordered. Because, yes. like like. Th- they just they just dive into it too much before we know anything about these people and then we're like expecting more aliens when there's like character exposition and then i'm like where are the aliens and they're like no we have to learn about these characters and i'm like i no longer care about them i'm here for aliens (laughs) um but but that then that it's just yeah things are just so scrambled and this is only like a hundred minutes long basically Um, right but it feels far longer because because of the weird the, the 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 weird nonsensical way the story is structured, yeah. But um, at that all that being said, I think there is there there is definitely something deeply charming about this film for all of its faults.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. um I, I I don't even yeah. know how to rank this movie on a scale of zero to five. Like this movie is just kind of like question mark glasses full of water.
1: <laughs> no, this one's def- this is definitely a bad movie, and I'm giving it probably like a two out of five. Um, but like
0: a fun uh, (laughs) too but a fun too like as as they say on we as they say on we hate movies it's a bit of a seeing is believing kind of thing like this i'd had a i'd had the end of this movie talked up to me a lot and like nothing could have prepared me for how stupid it was yes (laughs) uh so we've got questions let's uh neve noel at nickel wealth what is the funniest non-bodily liquid aliens could be weak to my answer to this is bong water they're already weak to, weak to water but like specifically bong water is the alien. is i would think that would be very funny if they were weak to that of
1: i loved this question when i saw it I, I i saw it while we were recording and i had to stop myself from laughing out loud at it because uh i was like i i was like I skimmed it and I was like, come, obviously. Yeah, that's not non
0: bodily. Yeah, like, ne- Neve, <laughs> Neve knows us. Neve, Neve, is, Neve knows us.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: non
2: bodily. There are so few non bodily fluids that are.
1: It's so true. Fun to think about. Tab. Most
0: of them are water, you know? Yeah,
2: just shasta. Maybe that's what they were trying to
1: say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, d- you know I'm what? LCL. Like a- L- 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 <laughs> the, the shit they put. The shit they put in the the insertion plug in Ava. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the fluid.
0: Yeah. Uh, the plug
1: fluid. What other inquisitions do we have?
0: Uh, Nathan at Bird Dad underscore Smasher pass the science alien pass
1: pass. I, I will pass. I, you know, I did. I did consider it. I like to have an open mind. Right. Um <laughs> but uh
0: no 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 um, uh okay. Noah Geist at Owl dude asks if you were in charge of the script which direction would you take for signs too uh full in on full in on Jesus being uh, full in on Jesus and God being 100% real and just like the Mel Gibson just just an hour and a half of Mel Gibson interpreting every single thing that happens to him as a sign from God in one way or another
1: <laughs> they're they're real and aliens and Mel Gibson killed them <laughs>
0: God, just the aftermath of Mel Gibson being the one who figured out how to murder the aliens. No, no, okay, no, no, no. I figured it out. the The script, the direction I would take for Signs Two is that the, the poison gas, quote unquote, that the aliens squirted into Rory's nose was actually just anti asthma juice, and they're actually bene- entirely benevolent. And he, Mel Gibson, is single handedly responsible for the for basically. Uh, earth batting away uh, intelligent itel- benevolent intelligent life with a with a with a newspaper
2: he never uh, even considered uh, if they like had souls of their own
0: no
1: right <laughs> they're not of God's creatures
2: <laughs> okay yeah. I mean I under guess Christian they're, they're...
1: animals don't even have souls so what are we doing here that's
2: true and they burn with the water so maybe they're supposed to be like demon allegory
0: oh oh, mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. fucking God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh I hate this movie <laughs> it's bad it's quite bad <sighs> uh next is uh genius basketball understander at yano if mel gibson told you in the middle of an alien invasion that you have to make your favorite food what food would you go with <laughs> i'd go with like a there's this like stir fry that i like to make that's like you know i've got i've got my tofu my on, a bit of onion green, uh, bell pepper in there and then i make the sauce out of uh just like sort of like a kind of like a i don't have actual proportions but like it's gochujang sesame oil uh crushed red peppers garlic and soy sauce it's delectable Mm -hmm. it's very spicy and if i don't have to worry about the tummy trouble that comes on the other end of it even better
2: (laughs) that's such a humble idea i was thinking it would be hilarious to see mel just try to make a sushi roll
1: for the first time in his life (laughs) with his big fucking ham hands yeah
0: (laughs) Specifically yeah. telling specifically telling Mel Gibson that I want a Big Mac, and if he delivers anything that is that I do not declare to be accurate Big Mac sauce, I'm throwing it out like the fucking courage of the cowardly dog, Baby Muriel, and her macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh Second um, question. Oh, sorry. No,
1: no, no. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I don't uh, actually have a good answer to that one. Second question.
0: <laughs> second question from Mianos. Uh, second question: Who would you replace Mel Gibson with to make this movie less hashtag problematic? Um, Chris Willis. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Bruce Willis Bruce Willis Willis has been so good in this The first person, go ahead uh Honest to God, like I, I said this when I was watching this with my friends, if you like put Joaquin Phoenix in the Mel Gibson role, I'm here. I'm full, like, I liked Joaquin Phoenix enough yeah. in this to be like, I want him as the actual dad. Just much yes. much like Rory McCulkin says at one point, I wish you were my dad.
2: I <laughs> yeah, yes. wish you were my dad, yeah.
0: We also wish that, Rory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the first person that came to mind when I saw this question was Casey Frey, which I'm like now obsessed with the idea. That is
1: so
0: fucking funny. <laughs>
1: He would okay. kill. He would kill. I <laughs> oh think just God. lean into it a little bit more. Uh, Blair, oh, yeah.
0: Blair, do you have a response for this one?
1: Oh, uh, um, uh, t- t- Bruce Willis, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You
0: did <laughs> say Bruce Willis. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh,
1: like I, I keep wanting. I, in my mind, when I think about Mel Gibson in this movie, Bruce Willis is the man
0: that is in my brain.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: uh, Darkest Lariat at Tampa Bay Vipers asked, Remember Scary Movie 3? Yes.
1: I do. <laughs> no? I do remember that because <laughs>
0: do remember f- again. Do you remember the funny joke where the where the where the cop lady's hat got bigger on every cut? Yes. The in my head that joke is way funnier because I went back and watched it today and like Charlie Sheen is like making like a huh face at the hat the entire scene. And it it would just be so much funnier if he no sold it and the hat just got bigger and bigger every time the the camera cut to her big hat i big hat yeah
1: i think i think
0: scary movie three is good (laughs) (laughs) it picks up (laughs) it does does pick up uh last question from hieronymus goat uh at curse goat and i'm gonna save my answer for last on this because it's one word answer and i think it's just gonna end the conversation entirely if you were an alien invading earth what would be the signs tm that you leave in crops
1: <laughs> Are you going to say come, Sarah?
0: I'm not going to say come. Jesus Christ. I did I did momentarily think about like Rainbow Dash cum jar as my answer, but I'm not actually going to say that for my answer. I've got a better you. one. Oh I, my God. <laughs>
2: I was still thinking about like crop circles. So I was just like, i would just leave my astrological sign. And then Ooh, I like that. Just use Word. Earth as like a dating website, sort of, of the cosmos. Hell oh, yeah. Sure. oh, yeah. Just
1: your entire star chart then. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Mm hmm. <laughs>
0: flair oh, that's
1: a, that's, a, that's a good answer that's a good answer oh man um
0: that can also be i don't even answer. know what would be on brand for me <laughs> that <laughs> honestly what summer said yeah <laughs> uh my answer is goatsy uh, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to do some recommendations uh summer would you like to go first or do you need a little bit of time to come up with something
2: Oh, uh, I need a little bit of time. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it, yeah.
0: It, it, just, just to, just in case, uh, just to work clear. It does. It can be literally anything. Blair has on on multiple occasions recommended things that are both not a not any forms of media and b just complete hogwash. I remember one time in particular, his <laughs> recommendation was pouring river water into your shoe because it is simple, easy, and free.
1: It is true; those <laughs> things are all true. I it is,
0: <laughs> but it was very funny. Oh, for yeah. you. I just remember my reaction to that. Right, to that I mean, he's like, "Fucking okay, whatever, fine." <laughs> um, what am I gonna recommend this week? I oh, I know. I can go first. No, I, I actually have it. Um, okay, last cool. night, uh, Sophie, my girlfriend, and I, we watched uh, the last five episodes of the Tatami Galaxy, which is a uh, Masaki Yuasa directed. Uh, anime from like 2011, uh, and for those who don't know, uh, Yuasa also directed Ping Pong the Animation, Devilman Crybaby, uh, Keep Your Hands Off of Azaken, um, mm. among other things. Oh, yeah. And it is like I, I was just really beside myself for the entire night after we finished the last episode. Like I I was just in a constant stream of tears for the entire final episode, and like I really think it's just a an incredible work of art that like it, it's just, and it's made me realize that like, like Yuasa is just doing things that nobody else in terms of anime direction is like doing like, like I, 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 I I'm just really consistently in awe of Like I finished ping pong with the same sense of awe and I finished right, Azerken yeah. with the same sense of awe. And it's just, this man is just, has just been doing these things since, since like 2008 When he did Kaiba Which I i mean I still have to watch Kaiba But based on the way Every other person That I know Whose opinion I respect Talks about it I'm gonna like good. Kaiba It's quite good <laughs> Um and so I just the, yeah the Tatami Galaxy it's an incredible show the uh, the opening is great it's by Asian Kung Fu Generation I fucking love it um I really can't recommend it enough it's only eight, it's only eleven episodes too and it's 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 great the the thing is though you have to be very fast at reading subtitles because the uh it is the, the main character talks at a fucking mile a minute it's very funny oh but it's very a lot to get through <laughs> to, a Ooh. lot to understand
1: that so sounds cool. great yeah my recommendation this week is a. Podcast that just finished its first season a few weeks ago. Um, uh, it is uh, how, how do you say sentences again? Um, <laughs> it's called No Dogs in Space. It is a music history podcast, sort of. Um, it is it is uh, a, a, basically um, a, 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 a retelling, a, a, like a telling of uh, genres uh, through like a series of bands um in in the, the 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 formational period of that genre. Um, they just finished their first season, which was on punk. Um, and uh, explored some extremely interesting, interesting avenues. I don't know. I'm not like a huge like music history person in general, or and like i I, I, I listen to a lot of music and enjoy a lot of music, a lot of esoteric <laughs> stuff as well. But like uh, uh, the, 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 the the nuts and bolts of it um, are't really a huge interest of mine, but I but like, so, but I still like really love this because um, it is hosted by Marcus Parks and Carolina Hild- Hidalgo. Um, if you were like familiar with like the last podcast on the left stuff. Um, Marcus Parks is one of the hosts of that as well. And uh, yeah, so just like the, the writing and the storytelling of like just these moments in history are so tremendous, especially with like this, like the the, the 70s, like the late 70s um, uh, with the punk scene. Uh, it's It's just like such a, such a moment in history and it's so cool to like hear stories about all these like 22 year olds like fucking up and like trying hard to do something cool and like seeing like the ripples of that in like music today um it's it's just it's just so great uh and i think like the way that they tell the story and like the bands they choose um are not necessarily like a lot of bands i'd never heard of before um uh but were like super influential to like the whole scene um so yeah like if if you yeah if you are interested in like it, and learning about history through like like little things like that instead of just learning about history like in mass um I recommend it I think it is definitely worthwhile. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Uh, Summer. uh,
2: yeah um I guess as I mentioned earlier all I've really been doing lately has just been watching uh, star trek the next generation so i would mm-hmm. highly recommend it I, I have not seen any star trek before this and i just assumed it was a bunch of like nerds in like figure skating uniforms just looking <laughs> at a screen and it just looked so boring but like mm-hmm. this show is like
1: so wholesome <laughs> it's just so good I have been watching a lot of people get into Star Trek, especially, like, the next generation. Yeah. And it's, and it, and and increasingly, I, I I feel like I suspect that I will like it a lot if I watch it. I was really, I did not expect it to be as good as it is. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because I ha- I know a lot of people who I would not suspect to be into anything like Star Trek who <laughs> love this, and it's yeah, so
2: <laughs> it's definitely just like the characters and like the like morals of each episode, and also it's like every every story sort of gets resolved within each episode, so you can just relax and watch the show, and you don't have to like keep up with anything. It's just like such a good
1: show to just like unwind to. Mhm, mhm, that's tremendous. Mhm, cool, cool, cool. cool. Well, thank you so much for being on our first episode of March Nights Shyamalan uh, Summer. Yeah, Um, this was
0: this was an absolute blast, and
1: holy shit, an hour and forty minutes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh,
2: Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Stellar Ghost, and I do a couple other uh, podcasts now. Uh, We're taking a small break from my paw cabbages, but that's going to be starting up soon with like sort of a new flavor. Uh, so you should look out for that stuff that I uh, I do that show with my partner about uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and mm-hmm. I just started a new podcast recently called The Quoth Killer Chronicles, where yes, uh, yes, myself with like four other very wonderful, funny co-hosts, we just reread uh, the Patrick Rothfuss book, The Name of the Wind, and decide whether or not is it good book, and it's been. So much fun! The, uh, the, definitely check it out.
0: The pitch of that one is that two of you love it, two of you hate it, and two of, and one of you has not read it. Right? That's yeah, that's the setup. pretty
2: much, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: it's a, such awesome. a blast. <laughs> what was that? Uh, um... Yeah, uh, Blair, where can we, where can people find you before I launch into the show plugs for everything? Yes, 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 yes.
1: It's really easy. well. Actually, maybe less easy to find. I'm trying to take a mild sabbatical from Twitter. But if you want to see me, like fail um, at that. Well, I mean, I look. I've been I've been doing okay. <laughs> I've been posting, but not scrolling. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to see me post but not scroll, you can go to Blair Kitch on Twitter. Um, and I am <laughs> sometimes there <laughs> Yeah
0: um, That. Uh, so if you want to find us We're fear baiting everywhere That's on Twitter That's uh, Gmail Which I haven't checked that email in a year I sure hope there's no emails in there It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <is> so funny <laughs> <laughs> You know what Let's f- fuck it Let's check that shit live on air Do this shit <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this shit On concrete Oh my god Oh, God, I have to fucking type in the password. Oh, no. We not be able to get in there. No, I know what the password is. Come on. All right, all right. I trust you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh? Okay, nope, it was just a capital letter. Cool, cool. So let's just scroll through this real quick, see if we've gotten any particular emails from anybody. Patreon, 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 Patreon. Patreon, 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 Twitter, Patreon, 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 yeah, okay, nothing, just let a double check though. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, speaking
0: of Patreon. Patreon.com slash fearbaitings where you can go to support this and The Wonder Yorks our sister podcast. $5 a month gets your name out on the podcast and a message right on the show if you want to send one in. 10 bucks a month, all that, and you get to make us watch a movie. Thank you very much to Duck Aisha, Paul Moran, hmm Kit Spindler and Michael Kaiser we love you all so much if you would like to find me personally uh, I am on Twitter at Sunha and you can also listen to some of the other podcasts that I do like The Wonder Years with Blair who is here right now and Seda who does the incredible intro and outro music for this podcast find them uh, on making music on Bandcamp under people you meet outside of bars head to gaygothvibes.online for more of their stuff uh, yeah. I'm also on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, a some podcast by Foreign of the Terminally Online. I'm also doing Special Grade Snacks, which is a Jujutsu Kaisen watch along podcast that I do with my very, very good friend Kay. Those are all very good podcasts in my personal onion. Thank you also to Matt Gamecube and NoiseBase.xyz for hosting this and so many of those other aforementioned podcasts, as well as my pod cabbages. Um, yeah. And I think that's everything. So <laughs> until next time, I'm Sarah, I'm Blair. I'm Summer. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, Woo! everyone.
1: That's going to sound <laughs> seamless once I
0: it. I'm so excited.
1: Every- We're all going to sound so professional and funny. I'll edit an extra jokes in if- your